1: A comet from outside our solar system is headed our way, and the signs of the apocalypse have already started. And then we travel to South America to hunt a cryptid who feeds on human fat. When the Conquistadors came from Spain, did they bring one of their homegrown monsters with them? And does that creature still exist today, stalking the streets of Peru? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio... Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Still super sore from my workout yesterday. Incredibly sore. I, you know, despite my soreness, I've talked a little bit about this. If you're a new listener, I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which has made me start listening to new metal again. And here's a question new metal, there's a lot of really bad new metal. And you guys are like, Jason, that's not, there's no question attached to that. That's a simple statement. Here's my thing. Have you heard that Limp I forgot that this song even existed. There's a song by Limp Kit. It was for the Mission Impossible soundtrack. And it has that awesome bass line. It's really cool rhythm. And the lyrics are awful. He's rapping about. They're playing the Mission Impossible theme song. So you figure that the lyrics should be about like danger. And getting away from stuff. Or going on some sort of adventure. And he's talking about. How many fans he has. It's, t- it's almost like the band went into the studio and they're like, dude, this is going to be so kick ass. And they're recording this song. And then Fred Durst shows up and he's just like, yo, on my limo ride over, a couple girls sat in my lap. The band's like, what, <laughs> what is this rap about missions being impossible? Here's my question. Have they ever done a remake or a reboot of a song and not like a cover of, you have a song with a great beat. Awful lyrics. Have, has a music company, has a studio ever said, you know what, the song was a hit, but it could have been even better. Let's scrap the original lyrics and put new lyrics on top of it. Sit, You changed nothing about the music behind it. Has that ever happened? Because you do it with movies all the time. You go, hey, Batman's great. People love the guy in the cape, the cape crusader. He's running around, he's running around. But that last, those last two movies sucked. Let's reboot will just keep key elements of the character. And we've seen that with, like, Predator, all sorts of movies. Have they ever done that with a song? Same thing with that Saliva song. There's a band named Saliva. Same thing with that Saliva song, Click, Click, Boom. Great instrumental, great chorus. The song's about how he doesn't complain about his parents. Click, click, boom! And you're like, what? The song's about how he used to sit up and listen to his radio while all the other kids were engaging in social activities. Click, click, boom! You think it's an action song. They need to remake those songs. Do they remake songs? I don't know. That's my question to you. <laughs> Just say something in the comments. Like and share. And subscribe. If you think Jason has officially become an old man wanting new metal remakes. Let's actually get started with the episode here. Because we, we surprisingly have a lot of stuff to cover. First thing is very, very brief. I, I saw in the news today. There's really no story attached to this yet. But I thought this was interesting. December 2019 which is next month which is what well, like a couple days ago i mean away the time loop the time loop has already started oh and remember and i just to uh, i just got a notification on my phone tomorrow on thanksgiving we are doing the thanksgiving youtube live stream i don't know what i'm doing yet so there you go for that preparation but <laughs> i'm doing something and i think it's going to start I think I'm going to shoot for 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Dead Rabbit Radio live stream. I have a couple ideas. I'm kind of kicking them around in my head. But join us. You got nothing better to do on Thanksgiving. Join us for the YouTube live stream. Okay, let's get to the story though. December 2019. There is a it's there's a comet coming towards our solar system. And I'm telling you about this one because it's interesting. It's a comet headed our way. Two. It's from outside of our solar system, which is incredibly rare. But here's the thing. It was incredibly rare. The first time it ever happened in observable history was in 2017. That's when that Omu Mama came through. And some people were like, oh, it's an alien probe. It's coming from outside of the solar system. Other people are like, no, no, it's a big old rock. A lot of times they had drawings of it and people thought it was the actual photograph and it looked like a Zentradi warship from Robotech. But it just kind of flew through it, and we tried to see if it was an alien probe, if it was giving off any sort of signals. When that happened in 2017, people were like, dude, this is the first time something's ever come from outside our solar system. And now we have another object coming just two years later. So it is a little weird. On an astronomical scale, that's quite, that's, that's a weird coincidence. But this guy coming is named 2i Borisov. It's going to pass by us in December of 2019. And it's going to be two solar units away, or AU, I think is the term. Astronom, I don't know. It's basically the Earth to the sun. It's two of those distances. So it will probably see it. I don't know if we can see it with the naked eye. Probably. If you can see Mars with the naked eye, you can at least see a little dot. You'll probably see something. Now, people are going to be, t- oh, it's the end of the world. It's going to fly by in December 2019, and 2 z- plus 0 plus 1 plus 9 is 12, and then 12 plus 12 is 24, and then 2 plus 4 is 6, and, and I, I I forgot to go to the bathroom three times yesterday, 3 times 6 is 666, six, six. this is the sign of the beat. We're going to be getting all of this Doomsday stuff over the next couple weeks. It's going to be absolutely insane. All the numerology. Well, if you take all the letters of Borisov and turn them into numbers and add them up, it equals out to the eighth number and ugh, all of this stuff. So buckle up because the loonies are coming out for the next month and then nothing will happen and they'll come out for some other disaster. However, I did find one of the signs of the apocalypse actually happening. This may, this comment may actually be the end of the world because tell me if this story doesn't sound completely unnatural. Let's hop. In the Carpenter Copter, we're flying to Chatham, Ontario, the city where the ham never stops chatting. Chatham, Chatham, there must have been a guy named like Ch- Jerry Chatham because there's no reason why, there's no other reason why they would name a city Chatham. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> now this has officially become a Jer- Jerry Seinfeld produced podcast. What's the deal with Chatham? Hams don't talk. Canned laughter, boom, 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 whatever that musical key was. I never watched that show when it was on. I watched it when it was syndicated, but I never watched it when it was new because I hated those musical interludes. They were j- clo- just close enough to jazz for me to hate them. So I never watched, I think I watched the the last episode the night it aired, but I never watched it while it was brand new because j- it was just enough jazz. I'm going to make a shirt that just says just enough jazz, and it's a picture of me clutching, <laughs> clutching my fists destroying musical notes in my fists. Anyways, I got a lot of people who are upset about my jazz rant a couple episodes ago and Blay Blay, I think that's how you pronounce uh pronounce your name, sent me a list of recommendations for jazz music. And I appreciate it. I'm just not a fan of brass instruments or or jazz in general. I'm not a fan of saxophones or trumpets or tubas or any of that stuff. I think maybe in a past life, I died in a foundry. I was killed by the T2. I sacrificed myself. I just don't like metal instruments. Anyways, maybe a steel drum. Maybe a steel drum. But anyway, so I'm crushing musical notes with my t-shirt. We're in Chatham. It's November 2019, so it's this month. The apocalypse is nigh. Someone's driving down the road. It's snowy outside. That's another sign of the apocalypse. It's snowing because everyone hates snow, especially me. No snow zone. And they see a dog kind of, like, huddled up in the snow. And they're like, "Oh, that's sad. It's a big old puppy. It's a big old two-year-old puppy. And they're like, wait a second. That's kind of weird. Why is this dog out here? And, like, why? It's sitting weird. Does it have hemorrhoids? That's, that should always be your go-to whenever someone isn't sitting properly. Yeah, you got hemorrhoids? They're like, no. I just have my wallet in my back pocket. You're like, oh, okay. But dogs don't have wallets nor back pockets. He is sitting weird, though. So the person looks a little closer And this big old dog is cuddled over five baby kittens. Like, meow, 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 meow. And the person's like, oh, and calls animal control. It's like, get down here with your biggest net and then five little nets. We have a situation. So animal control shows up and they're like, oh. And the dog at this point is like, dude, just please help me. I'm freezing cold, freezing cold, and little kittens are meow. You know, so they scoop them all up with the just the one giant net. Ooh. No, the dog and the kittens all came peacefully. Now they named it. They don't have. They don't know who the dog is. It was a stray dog, and they don't know where the kitten mom is. The kittens are taken into animal control. So is the puppy, and it's adorable. It is a sign of the apocalypse. Cats and dogs living together. The the great Peter Venkman said that. But this uh, the story does have a sad ending. No, none of them died. It's not that sad. But the animal control, the shelter says. We have to adopt them out to different families. Because people have said, well, the dog was taking care of the kittens. Are you going to let someone adopt all of them? And they said, here's the thing. As adorable as that is, they want to get people, they want to get the animals out of the shelter as quickly as possible. So you want to get the dog into what they call the forever home, which actually sounds like where the Demogorgon lives. You go to the forever home. It doesn't sound like a good place, but that's the term they use. They don't want to have these dogs. You know, there's foster care for animals. Where you don't adopt a dog, you just let it chill at your house for a couple days. Uh, Your house, your house is how humans are supposed to say it. You let the dog chill at your house for a couple weeks, and then you give it back up. And you have, so they're saying you can't adopt all of them because the kittens won't be ready to leave the shelter for months and months. They're that kitten. Actually, now that I think about it, what if this story isn't as heartwarming as we thought? Because where's the mama cat? What if the dog ate the mom and was keeping the kittens warm? for future meals. He's like, mm, kitten McNuggets. He's just sitting on him. But anyways, these cats were so young, it's going to take months for them to be able to get their forever homes. And then the dog is going to get it. The dog's now named Serenity and going to be adopted out soon. So maybe they'll have a reunion. Maybe someday they'll have a reunion. Maybe someday the cats will get older. They'll be out at their own houses. And then one day they'll Remember that bleak night with the dog, Serenity, savagely eating their mother? And then the five of them will have to team up. They'll each learn a different martial art. And then the kittens come up and they start beating up this dog. And then nobody, they just find a dead dog. What is, how did this get so bleak? Anyways, James Wan, I know you listen to this podcast. It's the reverse of Air Buddies. Or it's Air Bud colon Snow Buddies underline the revenge. So, Air Buddies is the title of the series, and then the subtitle is Nobody's, Buddies, and then underneath that, you'll put The Revenge, and the cover will be a dog sitting there in, like, the shadows, and he's looking over four, five black kittens, sorry, there's five of them, there's five black kittens standing there in the shadows as well, the whole cover is just a black box, you don't see anything, it's all shadows, and then you turn the box over, I'm totally describing it. do they even have back of the boxes now that you have red box? He turned the back of the box over, and it's like, a fun family romp, says Richard Ebert. <laughs> Richard Ebert, that's a... What is... It? Okay, never mind. I've totally gotten lost. Let's go ahead and just go aw at the sight of five little kittens and a dog. As they're plotting their revenge, and the dog is like, I hope no one finds out that I hate their mom. Hope I get adopted to a good house. A good house with lots of delicious kittens. We're gonna leave Serenity and the kittens behind. And we are going to Peru. Let's hop in the Dead Rabbit rowboat. Let's take the Dead Rabbit rowboat to Peru. We haven't used it in a while. So let's start rowing, dude, all the way from Chatham, We're rowing. I got a bunch of hams with me. And I'm like, talk to me, damn it. Talk to me. And you're just like, that joke again, Jason? Really? You're going to end the story on that joke? I'm like, yeah, just talk to me. Just Anyway, so we're rowing off to Peru. And a little bit of Bolivia. And a little bit of Bolivia. So we're hopping out of the boat. We're walking around Peru. And here, in these jungles, lives the Pish Taco. The Pish Taco, despite its funny name, is an incredibly deadly cryptid. And oddly enough, it comes from Spain. You see, after the conquistadors came to South America, you had the dudes with the muskets and the armor slowly taking over the continent. And you had the friars, you had the priests walking around in their big old robes and their funny-looking haircuts, preaching, converting the natives. But you also had another, more deadly creature. Now, to the natives, he was seen as a man, a white man, a Spaniard, with a beard, a kind of a big-brimmed hat, A belt made out of something that looks human. Now, it didn't actually look like a human. didn't have two arms, two legs, a little head. The material looked like it was made out of flesh. And this white man would stalk through the jungles holding a giant knife. And he would find you, a young native, running through the jungle. You're just doing track. (laughs) You're not running from anything. You're just exercising because you got the big track meet at the Olympics coming up that don't exist. I'm sure they had some sort of Olympics. I know they were like throwing heads in baskets and stuff like that over there. But I'm sure they did some sort of sports. We'll just assume they were doing track at this point. You're running through the jungle. (laughs) You come out of the jungle, checking your pulse. And then a white man appears with a knife. And you're like, oh, this is one of those dreaded conquistadors I've heard about. And he goes, no, I'm not a conquistador. Come here, young native boy or girl. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's listening to this. And you feel mesmerized. You walk over. And before you can even react, you're split open with this large knife. And you can actually feel. And as you fall to the ground on this dirt trail, in the middle of the jungle, the last thing you feel is lips on your stomach wound. And you can feel him sucking the human fat straight from your body. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Have everyone enjoy that turkey tomorrow. This guy, as human as he is, is classified as a cryptid. It is a monster. It is a fabled legend dating back to like the earliest record they have of him, it's 1574. You had these friars talking to these people, these priests, I think might be the actual technical word, but talking to these natives. And it was only a short time after the Spaniards came over that, which I don't think Spaniard is a racist term. I don't think it is in that context. It might be. So I apologize to Spanish people. But they would say the natives would not come to a house that had Spaniards in it. He's going to keep using the word, isn't he? They would not come to a house that had Spaniards in it because they were afraid that... They were going to get their fat eaten out of them, and it wasn't just the fat being eaten out of them. The natives of, especially in the Andes region, their great god was known as Viracocha. Viracocha—it was their creation god. It was the dude who was like, "Here's the sun, here's the moon, here's the earth." It was their great one. Viracocha Ver, uh, means sea of fat. They considered fat the human fat. To be a sign of goodwill, of good luck, of health. The bigger you were, the better off you were. And if you were sick, it was because you didn't have enough fat. It was kind of their life-giving essence. So when the conquistadors were coming over here, they brought a tradition from Europe. Where you would use human... this This is true. This is historically true. You would use human fat to treat wounds. So the the natives were watching these people come, these white men come from another country. And they'd have a battle. Throwing tomahawks and arrows versus muskets and Spanish steel. And in the aftermath of the battle, they'd be like, hey, Sanchez, bring me some of that sweet, sweet native fat. I got this cut on my arm. Give me some of that. Old school Neosporin. And they were scooping out fat and rubbing it on their wounds. And to a group of people who worship, maybe not worship, but who value human fat, that was absolutely disgusting and blasphemous. Now, obviously, if you happen to be in a situation where you saw a guy like fall on the ground and scrape his knee, and then another guy fall on the ground and die, and the guy who scraped his knee cut the dude open and started rubbing human fat on his knee, you'd be grossed out, too. But this also had a whole level of religious significance to it. There was, I don't know if this part was true. That part was true. I don't know if this part was true. There were rumors, and it sounds true. There were rumors that because the metal guns and the cannons, the weaponry of the Spanish, was rusting out so quickly in this new environment, that they were using, they were also using human fat to polish, not polish, but to like lubricate the weapons, especially the cannons. You needed some stuff in there to keep those balls nice and glistening so they look shiny as they're coming at you. And also you need to lubricate them so they don't get stuck in the cannon and kill 30 men. The natives said that they were killing the people to use your human fats to make their weapons to kill more people. You know the reason why church bells ring so beautifully? Human fat. The the The, the, the natives were like, we don't know. There's no way that you can make this bell sound so, so sweet. So they must be using human fat. We already know that they are using human fat for these other things. So we can't trust the, the religious class either. Because see, then the story of the Pishta. This is really, really interesting. I really like this story. Then the story of the Pishtako started to change. It was no longer just a white man wearing a wide-brimmed hat and wearing kind of like this loose collection of clothing. Now he was being spotted specifically as a conquistador In the armor, or a friar in monk robes. But this creature is not able to be stopped. We look at a lot of cryptids, and they're like, throw three pennies on the ground. And the creature will try to bend over to pick up the pennies. And then if it's noon and the sun hits the back of its neck, it explodes. We've seen so many of these cryptids. This one has no weaknesses. And exists, as far as we know, today. Because now the legends are no longer, the Spaniards are coming over here, still using that word, don't know if it's racist, are coming over here to cut out the human fat to lubricate their weapons. Mills. You go to the mill, has this sweet machinery that's working like a charm, never breaks down. Natives believe it's lubricated with human fat. The only reason why jets can fly the way they do, human fat. Now, you go, okay, Jason, so a bunch of bumpkins in the middle of the Andes Mountains see a plane fly by, and they think that Fat Albert is working for Boeing. There's bumpkins living everywhere. 1987, this rumor swept the country. The president, so back in the 80s, they might still be around, but there was a. a Terrorist group, as far as I know, they're a terrorist group. I was a kid when this all happened, so I didn't look too much into it. But there was, back then, I think they are considered labeled a terrorist group. Shining Path was like a group that was trying to overthrow the government of Peru. And it was a long-running struggle between the legitimate government, cut between the government of Peru and this offshoot, this group trying to overthrow them. The people in the country began talking. A rumor had started. Peru was in economic troubles. And the president needed some money they didn't have. But he did have an enemy that he wanted to take care of. And they had a resource that was worth money. So the rumor spread through the cities that the president had found 5,000 pish tacos to go into Shiny Path territory to slaughter them. They could eat some of the fat, but the rest of the fat would be shipped back to the president he'd get his he'd get his little scoop no they'd be shipped back to the capital and then shipped off to Europe to pay off the debt because see at this point now we're in the late eighties. the colonization has been completed. you have entire swaths of the country that are that are half Spanish and half native, which is basically the the main population you still have indigenous people there you still have full-blooded spanish people but the main population is kind of this mixture between the two so the idea of a white man walking through your neighborhood in the middle of the night is no longer scary because there's white people everywhere they're no longer an anomaly and at this point the legend of the pish taco actually starts to change the pish taco is no longer a white person it's a non-local or non-rural person Rural as in farm, I can't really say that word, but the legend starts, the creature is still there. I mean, he got 5,000 of them. I don't think anyone would even think there were 5,000 Bigfoot in America. This is still a real threat. This is still a real threat in this country. People believe in this thing. Now, you go, Jason, it just sounds like a serial killer. This doesn't sound like a cryptid in the sense that it has some sort of powers. The thing with the Pish Taco is it's one of those creatures that you either run into and die or you don't run into at all. It's more a level of a vampire type character. And the reason why we know about vampires through all the fiction. But like a historical vampire, you you either died and you never told your story. Or you survived because you didn't end up running into these ones. There is a story I came across that the Pish Taco would hold its hand up. And its fingers would fall off. And they would start wriggling around on the dirt like worms. And it would, it's completely shocking to you. And while you were taking in the sight of those worms, it would slit your belly open and start eating your fat out. And you go, Jason, you could have told us that eight minutes ago. I go, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that part. But anyway, so it, it definitely does have some sort of cryptid qualities. It's just not a team of serial killers. Uh, Werner Herzog, the film director, the acclaimed film director, and he's also in The Mandalorian. I know bounty hunting is a complicated business. That show is so dope. Now, I don't want to oversell it. It is like a Western, but I really, really love that show. He got accused of being a pish taco when he was filming Fitz, Fitz Carrero? Fitz Corraldo? There's this movie, there's a story about a guy who wanted to move his boat over, I think it was the Andes, but he wanted to move a boat From one side of South America to the other. So he took it over the Andes. And then took it to the other side. And Werner Herzog wanted to make a movie about that. But he wanted to be realistic. So he built the same size boat. And filmed them actually taking it over the mountain. The dude's a madman. But um, they also asked if he had seen The Mandalorian. He's like, I don't watch Star Wars. I don't watch Star Wars. I don't watch Star Wars movies. I'll be in the television shows. But I don't watch that. He says, I watch WWE because I think it's what the people watch, but I don't watch Star Wars stuff, so the dude is a madman. The dude is quite awesome. But anyways, um, he was also in Jack Reacher. <laughs> Most of the things that I know from, Mandalorian and Jack Reacher. He got accused of being a fish taco. 2009. This is going to be a long episode, because I can't really skimp on this part here. 2009, Lima, Peru. Three gang members are arrested. Now, generally, if, if I don't know how it is in other countries. In America, they do it. In Mexico, South America, they do it as well. I think they do it in Russia, too. A lot of times when they do these drug busts, they'll have a table with all the evidence on it. And sometimes, they do this a lot in South America and Mexico, they'll have the culprits there as well, the accused there as well. I don't think, they, they don't really do that in America because they have to have the trial first, but you'll have, in Mexico, you had these three dudes, you had this a bunch of police, you had a table And you had two bottles of something called Inca Cola. Which is like actually a pretty dope name for a soda. Because it's where the Incas actually lived. That's so funny that that actually exists. Sounds like a joke. Inca Cola. What the gods drink. But you have this thing down there called Inca Cola. There's two bottles and they're like yellow. There's like a yellowish liquid inside these bottles. And there's a photograph of a human head. They didn't actually bring the human head out. And the police said, Ladies and gentlemen, we've arrested these three men. They've confessed to over 60 murders. What? Oh, the audience is like, what? That's kind of weird. I thought I thought it was thought it was here for that new Inca Cola release. That mm delicious flavor. That salty yellow goodness. And the cops like, no, no, no. Don't don't drink that. Don't drink that. It's evidence. And you don't want to drink it, even if it wasn't evidence. They've confessed to over 60 murders. They've led us to the body of one of their most recent victims. Here's a photograph. Here's a photograph of his head. Uh, we'll, not- we'll notify the family after this press conference. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why they've been murdering people, it's p- people get murdered in Peru. It's sad. There's a lot of drug dealing, especially where this happened in this small community. But these men were not murdering people over drugs or drug debts or anything like that. These people were murdering over this. And the police officer picks up the Inca cola. This ladies and gentlemen, is a bottle of human fat. These gang members are Pish Tacos. And everyone's like, click, 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 click. Everyone forgot their cameras that day, so they just go click, 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 and move their fingers around. But then eventually someone does get a camera and actually takes photos of what was going on. These people were labeled by the local authorities as actual Pish Tacos. And apparently this gang, what they this is what they said, they were being paid by these two Italian mafiosos per liter of human fat that they could give to the mafia. And then the mafia was taking it to Europe where it was being used in cosmetics. Now, this story, if you think that's weird, it hasn't even started yet. Because at this point, everything goes off the rails. The media starts looking at it. It, I mean, imagine this. Imagine if all of a sudden the the, the feds, the FBI held a press conference here in America. And they're like, Ladies and gentlemen, we have found out that every sighting of Bigfoot was actually a blood gang member. <laughs> People are like, what? Yes, the bloods have infiltrated the Pacific Northwest, parts of the Southwest United States. They are all seven feet tall and have giant feet. People are like, that's not, a li- Lil Wayne is a blood, and he's not said, well, save your questions till the end. By the way, every Chupacabra attack was actually a member of the Latin Kings. People were like, what? what is going on? It would be the equivalent because you have these guys who are arrested who have bottles of human fat in front of them. And they're basically saying that these guys are a mythological creature. Now, the DA or, or the chief of police came out and said, we're just calling them Pish Tacos. We're not saying these are actual the creatures of them, but they're definitely engaging in Pish Taco-like behavior. The two Italians apparently left the country. They tried arresting them. They said, there is a man-wide hunt for these two Italians. We're going to find these guys. Now, as as the media goes nuts, they start investigating this. And in what almost seems like a coordinated effort. You guys remember Gamergate? You guys remember that where it was just like one day, all of a sudden, every headline said the exact same thing. And that was like, game culture is dead. Like fandom is dead or whatever it was. Whatever your opinion on GamerGate was, like it was this weird, like, bam. The next day, Kotaku and uh, Giant Bomb and all these websites basically had the same thing ready to go, the same type of article ready to go. That's what happened here. You because all the articles are up. You had all these articles come out and say we talked to a, so we talked to someone who worked at a liposuction clinic and they said we have barrels of fat. There's no way you would have to pay fifteen thousand dollars for fat. People pay us way less than that just to pull it out. We just have it sitting here. We got to flush down the drain. No one's paying $50,000, $15,000 for fat. That doesn't make sense. And all these articles are like, this story doesn't make sense. There has to be something else going on. These, this story does not make sense. Despite the fact that you have these people, you do have a body. They found a body. You do have the container of human fat. Now, the, the newspapers begin investigating this as this story is not real. which is their their right, obviously, but it it seemed oddly coordinated. The first thing they do is they contact the police department because this is being held somewhere else. This guy got arrested. These three guys got arrested somewhere else. They contact the police department where these 60 murders supposedly took place. And that police department says, we found out about this on the news. We have not heard anything about these 60. And they go, yes, there have been a lot of people disappearing in our region, but we're one of the main drug trafficking hubs. They also said, that what they're saying, $15,000 for a liter of human fat, that's more than Coke. That's more than you would make moving an equivalent amount of Coke. So they said, we just think it's ridiculous. We don't think that's true. They start interviewing this expert. This one expert goes, what are you going to do with human fat? It starts to go bad within 30 minutes. Like so You pull human fat out, it starts to go bad after 30 minutes. It's completely useless in any sort of medical procedure. And the idea of extracting it and selling it for $15,000 to a cosmetic company that's on the other side of the planet, it's going to lose all of its gooey, gooey goodness by the time it gets to Milan. It's just not going to work. And so this is where the story sits right now. This happened in 2009, and it disappeared in a month. It was a hoax. This is what the media is saying, it was a hoax. And I read that, and I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of continued on with my research, and I thought... I went back to this whole thing, and I go, in a hoax in what way? Were the criminals, like, just actors? Was this an Upright Citizens Brigade gone wrong? Was this an improv class gone wrong? No. So apparently, these guys were actually criminals, and they did confess and show the location of at least the one body that was all chopped up. There's no answer to whether or not the bottle actually contained any human fat. Apparently, what they would do is they would cut the heads off the people and like eviscerate them, hang them up, and happy Thanksgiving, guys, hang them up, and then put candles underneath it, and it would melt the fat into Inca Cola bottles, which they must be loving this publicity. Inca Cola must have been over the moon when all these stories came out. It would take these empty Inca Cola bottles, the human fat would drip out of the body into the bottles. Very inefficient way to gather human fat, I would see imagine, but people said that's stupid, that wouldn't work But here's the thing. Those people were actually arrested. No one was saying those people were fake. No one was saying that the body was fake. The only... This story now is known as a hoax. But this is the only reason why they think it's a hoax. Three days earlier, there was an investigative journalist came out with an article implicating police in the region where these guys were arrested. So the crimes are apparently taking place somewhere else in all these little secret shacks around... Peru, and this other province. But these three guys were arrested in this other area. Sorry, I don't have... It was Lima. Lima, where these three guys were arrested. They, in in this area, the police chief who was in charge of this whole investigation and a couple other people, this investigative journalist wrote an article saying that the police chief helped cover up 46 murders by the police department. So the police department was doing extrajudicial killings, basically punisher-style vigilante stuff. Best. At worst, they're killing drug dealers and taking their money. But generally, extrajudicial means, I can't prove in the court that you're a bad guy. Well, I don't have to prove it anymore. So, this article comes out three days before, and then, all of a sudden, the police chief is walking around with a yellow bottle of Inca-Cola, slams it on the table, and goes, any questions? And everyone's like, oh my god, this is the biggest news story. Mythical creatures. And if these guys aren't actual mythical creatures, they're doing stuff mythical creatures do. That's it. It's known as a hoax simply because of the timing of it. The police chief was removed from office. His superior goes, can you prove to me any of this is real? And apparently the police chief goes, other than the bottle of fat, the three suspects, and the location of this chopped up body, other than the fact that they're saying they did this, I can't prove any of it. And the guy goes, get out, you're fired. I uh, technically fired him, removed him from office. He may be back now, because this all happened back in 2009, but I couldn't find any proof of him coming back. And Interpol said, international manhunt, we don't. We know nothing about these two Italians. So when the police chief goes, oh, we're all looking for him, Interpol said, this isn't true. As far as we know, we, this is the first we've heard about the story. So it's such a bizarre... Uh, a reporter says that these guys are killing people on the sly. Three days later, a gang is shown to possibly, admitting to committing crimes that are on the level of a mythological creature. 60 murders to sell your human fat. The media immediately goes into a I don't believe that mode, which again is a fair mode to be in because we're talking about a ridiculous situation. But within days, the whole story comes. It's a hoax. The only reason this is out here is to cover up this story that happened three days before. But they can't prove it's a hoax. It's a very, very interesting thing. They can't prove it's a hoax, just the timing is suspicious. But for a creature that stalks the jungle, that changes shape according to the times that it's living in, that can be a lone straggler walking through a darkened street looking for a sweet meal, or a population of over 5,000, integrated into society, the best thing they could hope for is that their existence is considered a hoax. Because then, only the bumpkins believe in them. Only the people out in the fields believe that these creatures exist. And when you hunt humans, your best weapon is their ignorance of your existence. A deer that is shot is a deer that does not know what a gun looks like. And a human who is devoured by a pish taco is a human who believes that they don't exist in the first place. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio.